Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, old school. Now we got Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan, 5 o'clock hour, finishing out the hour strong. Old school brought to you by the Mercado, located 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese. There's special ingredients in Butcher Shop. I've been in the Butcher Shop. It has seafood, has their own uh, seasoning and spices. Um, any, type of, any type of meat, any type of cut you want. I mentioned the uh, tomahawk. They also have pasta. Um, they have lasagna for both single serving and family serving. Street tacos, single serving, family serving. Um, vegetables. Own own beef jerky, they got everything in there, so it's it's worth a it's worth a, a stop if you're out that way. And the, obviously, the restaurant is off the chains as well. So we're in the fifth, we're in the five o'clock hour. We're going to talk about these NFL trades. Seems like a uh, a ton of them. Obviously, I think I think me and Nate were talking off uh, air that this is the most trades in a day in NFL history, right, Nate? With ten, I, I believe it's the. Most trades on deadline yeah, day. Yeah, on deadline day, yeah. On deadline yeah. day in NFL history. So, yeah, 10 is now the new record, which I know in the NBA it's the Wild West on trade deadline day. Right. But when I started thinking about it, I feel like there's not usually as many trades in the NFL. Yeah, the NFL has kind of picked up. I think guys have kind of, kind of found ways to force themselves out of situations. Right. Um, teams have been more ready to trade guys, eat a lot of salary cap space. Um, trade within the division as well. You've seen some of that. Then you see some trading in between uh, coaches and past uh, places that they were employed at that they kind of familiar with players. You look at the Dolphins and what they did. Um, so and then you look at other teams again. If there's a guy that that's probably the most angry uh, out there is probably Aaron Rodgers again. I mean, you got to think <laughs> when the Chicago Bears beat out the Packers for – uh, Claypool and they don't and, and Green Bay has been struggling at the wide receiver position this is why he didn't want to come back and how he felt like he's being disrespected you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and you don't ever you know draft somebody in the first round you you, get, you get rid of Dev- you know Devontae Adams goes to you trade him away he goes to the Raiders here it is at the trade deadline with the plethora of receivers out there and the Chicago Bears of all teams. Who are sellers right who now. Who are sellers right now. <laughs> Literally. Really? Well, Chicago just got rid of their best defensive player. Both of them. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Quinn and, <laughs> and, 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 and Smith. It's not like they're trying to they're, – they're making moves to, to, you know, gear up for a playoff run. No. So – and they beat you out for Claypool? Of all – I mean, they beat you out for – they literally beat you out for a one-year eight-game headache in Claypool. That likes to be on TikTok, and you, you know, <laughs> and then well, yeah, the, even during the off season, there were so many moves. I'll even throw this name out there: Kadarius Tony yeah. goes for like a fifth and a sixth. Right? Where were you, Green? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> uh, well, well. Um, Elijah Moore at the Jets. He's not getting any run. 
You think the Jets wouldn't trade him now for something? He's a first-round talent. He, that, he didn't even get moved. Right. He didn't even get moved because they said they they said they want to keep him, but every, everybody has a price. Um, the most interesting trade that I saw among all of them, I, obviously Bradley Chubb was probably the biggest one. Yeah. The most interesting trade was by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Acquiring yeah. Calvin Ridley. So that lets me know he might be coming off of suspension. And the fact he's first of all, he was a baller before he got in trouble. And he, what did he do? Did like at the hundred dollar parlay or the He was gambling on something. It was like fifteen hundred dollars while he was <laughs> in Vegas. Trust you me. got you got yeah. guys that are down ten times worse, but then and then I think you now the NFL's partnered with gambling, right? That and I mean like again, I don't want to get too in depth with this because it's not worth getting this discussion. Deshaun Watson didn't even get a full season, and right. Calvin Ridley did. Yeah. Are you quick. kidding me? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? It was quick, yeah. So, well, look, we won't get into it, but at the end of the day, I felt like that was the most interesting one because when you watch Jacksonville, they're 2-6. and six. They are way better than 2-6. and six. They I just don't have that. the experience. They're extremely young, have a ton of first-round picks and high draft choices that are actually playing pretty good. And they are going to be a handful towards the end of the season next year. Trevor Lawrence is actually playing good. Travis Etienne is, is starting. now the number start, one. James robinson Right, gone, James yeah. Robinson's gone with the, to the Jets. But he's, Etienne is starting to get healthy, mm-hmm. and he is ripping up the league. Um, so, you know, I felt that was the most interesting one because there's no instant pay or return on investment, but it's something in the future. Uh, and they just for, signed Christian Kirk to that long right, deal, Right, but you got to think, you got Christian Kirk, the possession receiver. This guy can take the top off. He's, he was already known as one of the best route-running receivers in the league. He's been in shape. There's been tons of videos of him. He's in phenomenal shape. I think it's a it's a good trade. And it lets you know that the the influence of Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl-winning coach, right. knows you know knows what to look – a good culture. You know, Jacksonville's kind of been a cesspool, right? Right. Now they, they got a good leader in there. I think that was an interesting trade. Um, Bradley Chubb to the Finn or to the Dolphins. I know Jake Jake Sorensen is probably you <laughs> probably know he's ecstatic. probably yeah he's ecstatic. And you um, get rid of Chase Edmonds to get uh, Wilson Jr. Wilson and he well the McDaniel he's an upgrade right and he knows him yeah and he's gonna fit right in, um, be productive and he had been productive out there in San Francisco as well. Um, and so again, they know it's it, you're trading for known quantities, you know, qu- you know, quality running back, and who you know in and out as a person, how they're going to fit in. And the Dolphins have rebounded from the whole Tua situation, obviously, mm-hmm. right as of right now. And then uh, my Buffalo Bills got Hines from the Colts to add some depth in, in another productive back, another weapon for Josh Allen, another guy that's tough, durable, um, Swiss Army knife, Swiss Army knife can, can help position. you on special teams as well. Uh, do it all. To, it fits right into their system in the, in in that locker room. What the? I'll ask you this: What the hell are the Colts doing? The, I don't, a I've fifth in in Zach Moss for Naheem Hines. Like legitimately, I'm I'm trying to not sound biased when I say this. Naheem Hines is one of the better Swiss Army knife yeah, do it all guys in the in the right. entire NFL. Right. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, you can play him at slot. Austin, you can it's have like him and return. Austin yeah. Eckler. Yes. Yeah, you know, kind of doing it all in the backfield. And, he right. can do anything. I think I think the Bills were. A little bit over Moss with his with his fumbling mm-hmm. issues. I think the Colts are kind of like in tank mode, even though they got to pay a quarterback twelve million or something next year. And Matt Ryan, who knows? Um, the other one, uh, the other trade uh, we talked about it briefly is is Claypool to the Bears. I think that's a um, a good. I think it's good for the Bears and Justin Fields to get a receiver that somewhat um, can be productive. It's a new. Uh, 
you know, outlook for Claypool, new opportunity for him. I think he kind of wore people thin in, in Pittsburgh yeah. with his attitude. And I think getting into a new environment might be good for him. And it's a chance for him to produce and get paid. Um, Chicago won't have to go draft a receiver. They get they, if Because he, he has number one measurables and talent. Now, we, he doesn't have n- uh, number one receiver maturity, but that's up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing that was interesting with the Houston Texans, um, they, had, they have been putting it out there that Brandon Cooks was available. Again, overshot the runway for Brandon Cooks asking for a second-round pick. They asked for a first <sighs> round last year. Come if on, you don't man. want them, deal them. Why keep them when you're worried about a second or third round pick? Accumulate assets. You're you're not a very good team this year. You you actually build your roster on second and third round picks, fourth round picks. This is a guy that has a huge cap number, a still productive player, but it's time to move him because you don't want him in the future. Now you're holding him on. The longer you hold on to him, the less you're going to get from him. So, do you th- think that there's a future with Davis Mills? Because I've I always like said, I do too. I've always said, if you're the Texans, you have basically every single position on your roster is a mess. Right, except so, for him. Except for him, you actually drafted well with him. Like I, I think he is a solid quarterback, and maybe down the line when you have a solid roster around him, maybe you move on. Right. But right now, like he, he's won you games. He's productive. Your um, offensive he's, line's trash, so you're just going to take a, a first round pick and get him killed. Right. And he's a guy that can win you some games. I agree. And uh, you I got agree. you got to fix that defense first. You got to get more explosive in the in the on the outside. Brandon Cooks is good, but he's probably a two or three. Get a number one receiver. You need to really you got to fix the tight end room. Um, the offensive line is better than what it looks like. Um, and but they've been you know injuries have right. killed them. So if they can get healthy and do that, they'll be fine and get some more defensive linemen. Now here's the really odd trade here is TJ Hawkinson from Detroit. <laughs> now, Detroit, is I mean, Dan Campbell's his days are numbered, right? Yeah, he's okay. done. So you trade Hawkinson from Detroit to your division rival, the Vikings. How, why, and why would you be so dumb? He, I think he made the Pro Bowl, Hawkinson. Hawkinson is a, a top five tight end yeah. in the league when and, healthy. Yeah, and you trade him? The the one guy that, you, that fits Detroit, tough. Iowa tight end, and you're trying to tell me you needed to get rid of him so bad that you trade him to the Vikings now you and then you just got golf last year now he doesn't have a safety net. Mm-hmm. And you got DeAndre Swift who's always hurt. I'm, right. I'm on Ross St. Brown who's always hurt. And Hawkinson never misses a game. And their 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 uh, free agent offensive lineman that they got from Philly he's out for the season. So now you now you're getting now, <laughs> yeah. now you just got Jared Goff back there just gonna just be taking it in the mouth. And that's the thing too is it's like you said a division rival. The Vikings offense was already pretty good before it just yeah. got better, right? Because you put him with Irv Smith, that lets you know the Vikings are trying to really. And you still have Justin Jefferson, Adam yeah. Thielen, right. Dalvin Cook. Honestly, Cousins look pretty Cous- good this Cousins year too. With two tight ends, the offensive line. I mean, they are trying to put a stranglehold. On this division, yeah, they they see blood in the water. Chicago's is is down there. Detroit is down there. They see Green Bay struggling, and then they just got one of the best tight ends in the league from a division round. They are literally pimping every, and, and they have a first year GM with no experience, prior GM experience, mm-hmm. and a first year coach. 
and you're trading them to them. They fleeced them too. Like they, <laughs> what did they get Hawkinson for? Oh, was they like got a him for a fourth and a fifth, a, a pack of bubble gum. Seriously, and, 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 and top five. Qu- hey, they got him for NFL. a pack of bubble gum in a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> they got hey before before uh, Elon Musk starts charging people with a pack of gum in a retweet and a blue check in a blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, hey, look, man. They, they see in exchange. Let's see for draft picks. Let me see what it says here. T.J. Hawkinson. Oh my gosh! Well, the, well, not only did the Colts got rid of Hines, they fired their offensive coordinator too, who doesn't even call the plays. Right? Because you, everybody knows Frank Wright calls the plays. That's like Frank. It's a 2023 fourth round pick and a conditional fourth round pick as part of the deal. So it could be a high fourth round pick based on how well he does or how much you how much he plays. Wait, hold on. The, Detroit, the Lions, for or a second-round pick and a third-round pick. Minnesota will also receive a, a fourth-round pick and a two and a fourth-round pick, a 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2000. So, essentially, they gave him away for nothing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And good to, and then this is the thing is uh, Ray saying on the text line, I'm a Lions fan, Hawkinson is a disappointment, one maybe two good games a year. I'm telling you, there is – Five good tight ends in the NFL, like a solid tight end. There might end be does more than that, but he, but trees. he, but he's the real deal, though. He is a well, solid he, tight and end. And here's why: here, here's here's here he has no help around him. Okay, let me let be honest. Okay, really none. He's a he's a he's a really good inline blocker, and he's a threat to. He's a first of all, I got him on his fancy his fancy team, so he puts up consistent numbers without a legitimate quarterback. So is he? Is he Travis Kelsey? No, but he does. He He's never going to be. But he doesn't have Travis Kelsey help around him though, right. as well. So you have to look at, you know, what they have around him, and and before you start saying, "Oh, this guy can't play," or "He can play," or he, "He's been a disappointment." They picked up his fifth year option as well. That's the thing that's funny. So if you really wanted to get rid of him, <laughs> you wouldn't have picked up the fifth year option, let alone, you know, trade him in the division. That's just stupidity on Detroit's part because you didn't get. It'd be different if they got like a first round pick. And a second round pick, right? And then you gave up a third round pick. You gave up two fourth round picks and got a fourth round pick and a second round pick for the guy that you picked. I think top eight. I think he was like seven or eight overall. Right. Just pure stupidity. So <laughs> there you go, Detroit. Detroit in uh, eight. Does that nine. surprise you though? I mean, at this point, it shouldn't surprise you at all. It's, uh, it's surprising. Detroit doing the same. Well, I thought you know I know they haven't been playing well now, but I you know I'd liked what they're well. First of all, to the the, the texter. He just had three catches for 80 yards. He had three catches out on four targets against the Dolphins, who has a really good defense, and he had 80 yards. That's a tight end. Yeah. There you go. The guy is legit. I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily top five because there's some guys that are really, really good. He's definitely put him in that top discussion. 10. Yeah, he's top I put 10. him in that discussion. Absolutely. He's closer to five than 10. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's it's this has been exciting as far as – you know, Adam Schefter and those guys, you know, their phone have been blowing up. They probably need to take a little, you know, uh, rest and relaxation hour. But, uh, look, man, it's it's a, it's a wild, wild west now with the NFL. I think it's good. I think it brings excitement to the NFL. I think it's excited for football. Um, and, you know, the NFL has a trade deadline. Uh, colleges have the transfer portal. It's about to get crazy on that. So, I think it's just, a, you know, precursor to where we're at. Now, look, it's the trade deadline's over. So, now everything's set. And now we're going to see where everybody where it shakes out. Minnesota has been surprisingly consistent with a new GM and a new coach, but they've been extremely talented. 
though. The They're roster very didn't change. Talented. And so uh, when you add a player like Hawkinson um, in his blocking ability, receiving ability, it takes even more pressure off of Kirk Cousins. It takes more pressure off of Dalvin Cook. They, and they have three legitimate receivers, right? You got Jefferson, Thielen, K.J. Osborne. Two legitimate tight ends and two running backs and a quarterback that's been playing out of his mind for him and his skill set uh, throughout the whole year and a defense that's – um, you know, pretty formidable as well. So, look, these GMs get paid and, and uh, fired based on what they do and what they don't do. We see, you know, one team uh, in Minnesota making good moves. See another team like the Colts not ma- making good moves. We see the Houston Texans uh, not do anything. Doing God knows what. Yeah, just just hanging out. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. And, and there's no, there's no uh, science to it. There's no – right way to do it too but there's a, you can see the wrong ways to go about it and there's some teams that continue to do the wrong things and so um but it brings excitement come this thursday it's going to be good having people every you know something to talk about come thursday night football and so forth and so on and what people are going to talk about i know one person that's happy about it is tom brady he only got to talk about his personal business no more he can kind of just mm-hmm. really get recharged and try to make a you know comeback and i'm surprised to be honest with you um tampa didn't make a move if in in the here in, in they got a, a mess on their hands, and even though they got a you know what, even though the receivers are, you know, because I think Evans is is a Hall of Fame receiver. He's got Hall of Fame numbers. Julio Jones as well. You know, kind of washed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's always hurt. Yeah, you know, and you know, older. Oh, yeah, yeah, but still, but in Godwin as well. I, I I was expecting to hear something about Gronkowski, so he must be done. He just like. But I would He's ex- often Boca Raton or partying right. or but something. But I would expect them to make a move along the offensive line front because there's guys out there that are under contract. Even Okay, look at the Colts. The Colts have the highest paid offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. They have the most assets and salary cap numbers for an, for an offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. Somebody's not playing well, right? I'm so, telling you, it's Ryan Kelly right now. He's okay, looked like trash. Okay, but and but, he made the NFL top 100. Right, but the, but then that's the perfect guy that would you if, if you call the GM high cap number isn't performing well, maybe you know not healthy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect guy that I try to go get for Tampa, and I might even trade one of my depreciating assets, right? Or maybe not a receiver, somebody on deep, just somebody you know on defense. Just to, just so I can get this guy back or a draft pick, and then let alone Tampa, you had Shaq Barrett. He's out for the season. Why didn't you go get a pass rusher? Why weren't you in the Bradley Chubb sweepstakes? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so it's interesting to see what teams do and don't do. And I don't know all their salary cap number and what their draft assets are, but I feel like these these teams these days don't really care anymore. I think this. I think the uh, L.A. Rams let you know. We will trade first-round picks for legitimate players to win a Super Bowl. And uh, other teams, are, obviously, you see, are, are taking note and doing the same thing. Another one here before we go into break that was really, really interesting that did not happen was Burns staying at the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I think um, – who I forget who offered Carolina two first-round first picks for him, and they said no. You just fired your coach. Like, if okay, if I'm the <laughs> now this thing, but here's why I'm laughing here. If I'm the owner, okay, and, and the owner's making this yes or no. Right. Because the GM has to say, what do you think? You just fired your coach. Okay. You're probably in the sweepstakes for a new coach. 
unless Wilkes kind of kicks it, you know, out of, you know, hits a home run. What better way to go get a legitimate head coach? And, and I call it, say I'm calling you up, right? And say it's Sean Payton. Say it's somebody you're trying to get out of retirement or say you're trying to even trade for a coach. Say there's a coach out there that you love, right? Who It might be, say, Mike Tom, whoever it is, right? Here's here's how how we're going to start. Okay, well, we're going to be drafting in the top five. We have two first-round picks, so we could actually, if there's a number one guy that you want, we can trade and get him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And we're going to have a ton of salary cut. We just traded Christian McCaffrey, so we got something back. We got some guys back. So now you have all these assets to draft and build your team along with the GM the way you want it. And then here you go. And, and, and look, Brian Burns is legit. He's a, a he flat-out pass rushing and, dude. And nose tackles don't grow on trees. He's a he's an outside linebacker. I thought you played in the interior. He's a DN. He's a DN outside linebacker. But he's for real. He's a stupid athlete, right? Pass rusher, for real. But – Who also don't grow on trees. But, yeah, those guys are uni- – but you can get them more readily in the way that Carolina plays their system – they play kind of like a they, they blitz and zone. You you can I wouldn't say you, you're not going to replace him, but you can piece together things to get it. You can pay, make another trade for it, for for another pass rusher. You can draft one. You get what I'm saying? Because you're going to have to now that you've already see. Here's also what people don't understand. Before we go on the break, the fact that you didn't want two first round picks, you just gave his agent all the bargaining power. So when he comes, well, you didn't want to give away two first round picks for him. So you better give me the biggest check you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can franchise them, but you ain't going to see them until the season starts. So now you didn't pigeonhole yourself. And if you had intentions to pay them, wouldn't you have already paid them? Why would you keep waiting and waiting right. as the price goes up? And now up you're going to have to franchise Right. Now them. you're going to have to franchise them. Now you're not going to see them all offseason. Now you don't know what's going on. And he might not never show up because he's going to want all his money because you've already kind of played your hand. So – it's it, you know it's not a exact science you know it's 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 a learning experience when I was in there and doing some stuff with the Houston Texans I mean I I started to think back like when I was playing and wondering how guys showed up and 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 we you know I remember we in the supplemental draft we were drafting dudes in the second round and I was just like what we're doing and they just weren't it was all kind of like funny money and just monopoly and half of them couldn't play dead so when you see it these guys they might have the GM titles and all that stuff. But they aren't no better than any, the guys that are playing online Madden or is it Madden 2K or whatever. They ain't no better. The guys putting together better teams than that than them uh, that are getting paid for it. Trust me when I tell you. There's a lot of guys in making these decisions that don't, don't have an idea what they're doing. And it's all based on – not all based on – a lot of guys are doing it for ego because they want to be that GM that says, I found Nate Brennan. I drafted Nate Brennan. I found him from – you know, I don't know, you know, East, you know, Lincoln State, you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? I found him on, you know, just driving through Nebraska, and I just pulled off and, and you know, heard about him, and we drafted him in the second round. And he ends up being an all-pro. So, and and so the, are you making these drafts or trades for the betterment of the team or betterment of you? You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of times GMs will pay the guys that they drafted to make themselves look better, even though these guys can't play dead. There's a lot of things that go into it. And the last thing that has that they really evaluate what happens on the field. That's why you see players frustrated. And that's why you see some teams never win consistently, consistently. And so 
Uh, as the season goes on, let's see how these trades work out and see how these teams make decisions going forward. Because you know what also happens is guys start getting cut towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So then they can find a new home. Remember when James Harrison went from Pittsburgh to Patriots, end up in the Super Bowl, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's our NFL period. Nate and Jay, Nate Brennan, Jay Foreman, old school, uh, crazy trade deadline with the NFL. We're going to touch a little bit on these uh, Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash and this mutual. Uh, I wanted to ask Strick about this, but, you know, maybe we'll get it tomorrow. Um, mutual agreement to to part ways after <laughs> you, you've coached five games like you, you decided after five games, like yeah, we could have did this before training camp, but we're going to get into that for about 15 minutes uh, after this break here. Old school, Jay Foreman and Nate will be right back after the break. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.